Welcome to the Dealing with Goliath podcast. The mission of Dealing with Goliath is to sharpen the psychological edge in negotiation, ethical influencing, and high-impact conversations for business leaders who want to be more effective under pressure, uncover hidden value, and build greater connection, all while increasing profitability. With expert guests across the business spectrum, we deliver gems of wisdom, delving into their methods, their thinking, and approach to business life and to problem solving. This is the short-form Espresso Shot of Insight podcast interview to boost business performance using our five questions in around about 15 minutes format. My guest today is Andrea Waltz. Andre is the co-founder of Courage Crafters, Inc. and co-author of the best-selling book, Go For No. Yes is the destination, no is how you get there. For almost two decades, Andre has been teaching people in virtually every business and industry how to think and feel differently about failure, rejection and the word no to achieve their goals and dreams. A member of one of the highest regarded professional groups of women in sales, women sales pros, Andrea is considered a top sales influencer online. The book Go For No reached number one in Amazon's sales and selling list in 2010 and has remained in the top 50 sales books for the last 13 years, selling over half a million copies. Wowzers. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Well, it is my pleasure, Alistair. I'm so glad to be with you. Thank you. Yeah. And I, I said to you just earlier there, it was one of the reasons I reached out to you. I I love your philosophy. I love your approach. So let's dive straight into it. So who is your ideal client and what's the biggest challenge that they tend to face? So I have two kind of answers to that of the exact ideal client. One is anyone who has to sell anything for a living. That sounds kind of broad, um, but typically it's a, a B2B salesperson or a B2C sal uh, salesperson, um, B2B or B2C, sorry. Um, and then the, I guess the second piece to that client would be anyone who leads a team of those people. So it's fundamentally uh, salespeople though. Very good. Very good. So they're, they're struggling uh, with some of those difficulties that you mentioned on your website that, as you said, they're often not following up with clients or not having some of those what they perceive as difficult conversations. Is that usually the, the trap they find them? Usually avoidant behaviors, if you want to use kind of coaching language. That's well said. Yes, avoidant behavior. So procrastination in selling because they feel like they they will just get a no. They don't want to experience the rejection, avoiding uh, following up uh, on potential leads. Any kind of business building activity, income producing activity where people have to face a possible rejection or they have to possibly hear the word no. And so that's why salespeople are, are really my ideal client. Um, but, you know, even entrepreneurs, even, I mean, if you're fundraising, if you're going after guests on your podcast, whatever the case may be, you have to ask for things and you are going to get rejected. And so uh, I try not to go too broad. I try to focus it, you know, narrow it down because obviously the more narrow you can be, I think the more likelihood that you are to be successful in business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And when mostly these salespeople, but sometimes entrepreneurs as well, as you say, when what are the common mistakes they make when they're trying to solve that problem? Well, the probably the biggest mistake is in just waiting for the right opportunity, right moment uh, in order to make an ask. So 
dragging their feet, waiting, waiting, <coughs> excuse me, making assumptions. Uh, so in other words, telling telling themselves a story like um, they think they know what this person will spend. They think they know what this person will do. And so as a result, they wait and do nothing because they figure, well, if I can wait it out, <laughs> then somehow right. things will change. Somehow the reject rejection will get easier. If I put it off, it'll get easier when it's later. And of course, that's just not true. The other issue with that is that uh, with the assumptions that that people make like about what they think is going to happen. A lot of those assumptions are based on nothing. They're just made up stories. And so the, the waiting, the, the procrastination and the made up stories all lead to a situation where the person doesn't ask, uh, they don't get a yes, they don't get a no. So they have no idea what's really happening. And then what happens kind of the, the, the final piece to, to this, um, which is just kind of creates a almost self, you know, perpetuating negative spiral is that it gets scarier and scarier to make that ask. Then, then it seems like, oh, I've waited this long. I haven't asked for the raise or I haven't, haven't asked for the sale. And now the fear goes up, the concern, the worry, and then it becomes even harder to do. So it's really becomes this cycle of, uh, that, that salespeople get themselves in in relationship to that. And so we've got to stop that cycle from happening, remove those assumptions, and really get people to take action. Excellent. I, I love that. There's so much to unpick there. I particularly love it. Well, first of all, my immediate thought when you were saying that, are people waiting for the perfect time in inverted commas? Is that part of the problem? Yes, they're waiting for the perfect time. In some cases, they're waiting for the perfect person. So they may just, it's this person isn't right. This person's not ideal. And so instead of, instead of learning, instead of practicing, it's kind of like, uh, you know, if you're looking for the perfect job, but you say, well, there is a job I could go interview for, but I'll probably just get rejected for it. Well, why don't you go <laughs> get, get some experience under your belt, have the experience of doing it. And if you do get rejected, no big deal. And if you do get a yes, well, Fantastic. then you ended up with, right. Then you ended up with the job. So it, that, that absolutely is the case. It's a very interesting point you make as well there that by not doing it in a timely manner, but earlier in the process or getting those multiple yeses or nos by asking those questions, that it gets bigger and bigger in the stakes and in the in the nervousness, which, of course, you know, an awful lot of the the connection, particularly people in sales or when they're negotiating, is their emotional state. So that, you know, it's like desperation you know, is never very attractive or appealing, you know, uh, in any sort of context. So when they're nervous and, as you said, maybe getting uh, very feeling that, that that pressure, it's not good anyway. Uh, so getting in there early and practiced uh, makes a huge difference. Absolutely. Absolutely. So what might be one valuable free action that you that the audience can implement that will help them with this issue? What do you advise them to do, just even in maybe not solving the problem, but at least moving them in the right trajectory? 
So it's a really counterintuitive strategy. It's probably the heart of implementing go for no. Kind of there's two pieces. One is just simply to create a no awareness. So take a look at maybe a, a seven day period and really look at how many no's are you getting? Like, do you hear no ever? Or do you play it so safe that you never hear no, you only hear yes. So you're not making any asks that are above and beyond. You're not taking any chances. You're not taking any risks. And then... The next piece of that is once you kind of examine and see where you are is to start taking action. And that is by setting a goal for the number of no's you are going to collect. We call this a no goal. So we all typically set yes goals in business, right? It's like we want to the goal. The yes goal is I want to make $100,000 this year, or I want to get 10 clients this year, 10 customers, whatever. Those are really easy to measure. Those are typical yes goals. Setting a no goal would be, I want to hear uh, 15 no's this year to X offer. I'm going to go, I'm going to send in 30 resumes and I want to get to go 10 potential, you know, um, interviews, or I'm going to set a no goal to raise this much money if I'm fundraising, whatever it is. So you set this number of no's and in the process, you don't worry about the yeses. If you get your yes goal, if you get your 10 clients, if you make your $100,000, whatever, <laughs> you just, you keep going because if you committed to that yes goal, or excuse me, you committed to that no goal, that's what you want to do. So the the recommendation that we always have for no goals is break it down into weekly increments and then yeah. even better daily increments. So it's, it varies for a lot of people. I've had people tell me that they've tried to get 100 no's in a month, which is a tremendous amount. But even, Alistair, I like to ask this question. What would happen to your business if you simply got to one ask, doesn't matter what category it's in, one no a day? What, like an apple a day keeps the doctor away. One <laughs> no a day. What would happen in 365 days in one year if you got one no a day, how many of those no's would end up being yeses that you probably wouldn't have asked because, again, you were you were too focused on fear, you were making assumptions, you were trying to protect yourself. And so setting a no goal, whether it's one a day or 10 a week, whatever it is, is the fastest way to implement go for no. And then when you if you achieve that that no goal, then you need to celebrate. Make sure that you celebrate. That's the final piece. <laughs> Very important. I have to agree with you. Huge amount there, Andrew. You have to uh, celebrate the wins. But I love that because you're putting a gauge of sorts on effort and implementation. Exactly. It's very behavioral focused. Yeah. So, it go, so go for no is both a mindset. The mindset says, I need to be willing to hear no more often in order to get to success. It's a failure way to success mindset. If you want to hear yes more, you have to be willing to hear no more. The implementation part is set a goal for the number of no's you're going to collect. Absolutely. It's, it's the, um, what do you call it? The, the lead and the lag. You know, that you, you can't control what the other person says, but you can control how many people you ask. Uh, you know, so I, I love that it, it brings in that control, it brings in, makes them implementers. And as you said, I don't know, 
you have me thinking now, what would the state of my business be in if I was getting a no every day? Uh, I might, might must start doing that, actually. It's excellent. Well, and it's funny because what you do is you start, you start looking, your brain starts getting creative, right? You start saying, mm-hmm. now, wait a minute, should I, maybe I should go back to my best customer and ask them if they would like additional products or services. Maybe I should follow up on that person that told me no two months ago. Maybe I should go back to that person and see how they're doing and see if maybe now is a good time for them to say yes. So it gets your, it forces your brain to start being creative. Absolutely. And I love this because in some of my own programs, my own work with clients, I often challenge them to do, to think outside, uh, the cliche, think outside the box, but ask questions you wouldn't normally do. So if you're one of the challenges going into, you know, a fast food restaurant or somewhere like that, where you think, I can't ask for a discount, ask for a discount. Because the worst yes. they can say is, uh, no. <laughs> but you would be amazed the amount of people that go, oh, yeah, we have the special offer on this week. And they go, oh, right, yes. brilliant. And you get 20% off for this thing for free or whatever. But they wouldn't mention that. They often don't volunteer that information. But when you ask in a pleasant and respectful manner, all the rest of it, but it's amazing how many, how often people say either yes or, well, not in that way, but we can do this thing. How does that work out for you? You know, it's amazing. And you, and then you think, why didn't they just share that? But that's not, you know, they don't, you're right. They, they don't, well, they don't, because you don't ask. So. <laughs> you don't ask. And their goal is not to necessarily, I mean, you have to fight for that. That's on you. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. This is um, something in an innovation methodology, which is very important. And I love that because just like your nose, it's like, if you're not failing enough, you're not trying hard enough or you're not being innovative enough, but it's the same in uh, going the other way of, of when they say no, I love that. Like, that's just an indicator of a new conversation. Exactly. So don't don't get mad, get curious, or don't get sad, get curious. Which is exactly this to where you just go, oh, that's interesting. Can you tell me why that is, or for w- what reason that's the case? You know, and then you learn. You know, you're learning. So uh, it's excellent stuff. It's excellent stuff. So um, so what it might be one valuable free resource that you could direct people to that will help them with this with this process, with this issue? So one fun thing people can do is come to our website at gofernocom forward slash quiz. And we have a 20 question assessment that people can take to see where they are currently in their mindset and thinking around failure, rejection, and hearing the word no. It's a great place to start because even in taking the quiz, it will show you how you may be thinking of things kind of in the old model of, hey, I want to avoid failure. I want to see, I want success. I want to avoid failure. I want more yeses. I want to avoid no. Taking this quiz will help you see where you are and maybe um, allow you to start working on some of those things. That sounds excellent. That sounds excellent. Because just a question on that, do you find that an awful lot of people when they do that quiz realize that Maybe they fear rejection or they fear they don't know more than they thought they did. Absolutely. that And the quiz is really tricky. I'm just telling you right now, this is not an easy... It is a reverse. Some of the words are, are double negative. So you have to really read it carefully to say like, okay, what is this saying? Because we, we didn't make it easy. And, and uh, we did that intentionally so that people would, when they go back and, and read their answers, say, oh, I... I'm 
my success rate is actually, it's so high that I'm, what I'm doing is I'm actually not taking enough risks Mm. and I'm not hearing no more because my sex success rate is this high. And so we ask a question about, you know, are, do you, are you really successful? Do you have a high success rate? And people say like, yes. And they'll think that's good. And it turns out that's a bad answer. (laughs) Okay. Because they're sitting on their laurels a little bit. Yes. Complacency. Complacency. Complacent. Yeah. They've stopped growing a little bit. Okay. It's a very, very interesting observation. Really good one. So probably the last question, but what is the one question I should have asked you that would be of great value to our audience? This is my favorite question. <laughs> I think it is of great value. It, the question that, that you, sh- you could have asked, should have asked is, what's the best response to a no? Yes, of course. So let's get in there because we, we we have looked into that approach and all that. So I'm dying to hear what okay. is the best response to a no. So the, first of all, your brain interprets a no as bad, uh, and your brain also interprets a no as as almost close to death because your brain's trying to protect you, and and we're biologically wired to avoid rejection and to fear rejection, and this is a normal, natural you know, way to be, that's, that's how we're all biologically wired because to be rejected thousands of years ago meant death. You know, you were, if you got thrown out of the tribe, you're hunting and gathering on your own. You're, you're, you know, you're out in the cold and that was certain death. So the first, when you get that, no, the first response has to be to stop very quickly to shut down any negative thinking that you might have. We have a tendency when we get a no to catastrophize and say, oh no, this is terrible. Or, oh, I'm I'm awful. I'm not going to make it. And I'm a terrible salesperson or whatever. And so we got to, we can't stop the thought from happening. It, it goes too fast. The thoughts are just within microseconds, just so fast. But as soon as we notice them, got to shut that down and say, wait a minute, no is just an answer. I got an answer. That's a good thing. What's my next move? And so your response that you need to be thinking in your head is, this is a good thing. I am uh, successful people ask questions. Successful people make asks. So reinforce that you did the right thing and then ask yourself the question, what's my next move? What can I do next? So how can I maybe continue to build the relationship with this person? Or maybe if it's just a quick, funny thing, like you're at at the drive-in or something, you know, drive through at the fast food place asking for a discount, just say, Hey, I asked, I, I built, this is how I'm building my confidence and then just let it go. Right. Just my next move is I'm just going to let it go. I'm not going to feel bad about or embarrassed or ashamed of, of getting a no. So the thoughts, the, the response to a no needs to be positive. It needs to be as quick as you, as, as quick and fast as you can catch it. Outstanding. I love that. I love that getting out of the fear response, getting into, as I said, more of that growth mindset. Uh, But this is literally the applied theory here. So absolutely brilliant stuff. So yes, so Andrea, thank you so much for coming on the show. Everyone, www.gofornow.com. And where can uh, most people should go to the website? Uh, where else can people find you on LinkedIn, perhaps? Or I'm yes, I'm LinkedIn. And uh, I think if you type in go for no on LinkedIn, you'll even find me and Twitter and Facebook. I'm well branded. So if Excellent. you type in go for no, you I'm the only person <laughs> out there talking about no all the time. <laughs> Absolutely. And if have a read of her website, and if you think Andrea, if you like her tone, if you like her style, 
get the book on Amazon. It, 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 it's, a book is only going to do that well for that long if it seriously delivers. So please reach out and grab that. Okay, thank you so much, Andrea. Thanks, Alistair. My pleasure. 